0: Blessed the story of Jacob. The topic is uh, blessed the life of Jacob. I started last Sunday about Jacob. He was a deceiver, and the cool news was in 21 years it changed from a deceiver into a man who realized that God fights for me. I have, don't I don't have to fight for myself. God fights for me. Today we look about Esau, the brother, that's a total of the story. Let's go into the setting of the story of Jacob and Esau, how they had this big fight about the birthright in their own family. Jacob always wanted to obtain a blessing. One story clearly shows this. One day his brother Esau came home from hunting and was very hungry, surely carrying half an egg over his shoulders. Then the smell of Jacob's lentil soup entered his nose, making his hands go fuzzy. But instead of offering this soup nicely, Jacob, our little blessing stealer, told him, hey you, you can have some soup if you give me your birthright. To this Harry isa replied, I don't care. Take it, as long as I can eat now. And thus our sly fox obtained the right of inheritance and fatherly blessing. This is really a unique story in the Bible because this guy comes home, he's hungry, and he sold the birthright. The birthright means you get double of the blessing, double of the money, double of the house, double of everything the father had, and only for one flipping meal. This is for me like unreal. Uh, Leo, Leo, excuse me. That's me. Yeah. I would like to have your pen. My pen? Yeah. For, for what? Because I want to some take some notes of his sermon. That's a good idea. But yeah. why why you don't have your own pen? No, I haven't. What what could you give me in, when I give you the pen? It's always a win-win situation. I'm from Switzerland. It's always a win-win situation. Just wait, just wait. Ten bucks? No, I'm not into money because we, I have money. Something else? Just to wait. Oh, I have it here. You have a key? What kind of a key? I give you my key. For key my car. For, you have a car? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but what, but ki- what kind of a car do you have? A BMW. BMW? X6. X6? Yeah, of course. Wow. Like, uh, do you have a picture of the car? Yeah, like this, this one. Like Just, this? Justin Blake. Justin Blake. Okay, what, what, what about, I give you the pen, yeah. and you give me the key. Because, it's okay, I need your pen now, because I wanted to take some notes. But, but if you give it, it's no return. I don't care. I need the pen now. Okay, pen, my pen for car. Yeah, of course. Good Thanks. Thank you care. so much for the car. <laughs> so, thank you so much. You know, but this is exactly what ESA have done. He said, "Give me some food. I give you the birthright." When I hear it, this is unreal, and a lot of people will say, "Okay, this story is way beyond. It has nothing to do with my personal life." But this is not the case because I believe everybody has a small Esau inside of you. I want to read the Bible verse in Genesis chapter 25, verse 34. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank, and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright, and this story is unreal. He he lost in three areas, and I want to talk about three simple areas. The point number one is caution, blessing, killer. Beware of mistaken grow for maturity, because in this story, a lot of people think ah, when they made the deal, they were teenagers like 15, maybe 17 years old. This is a typical teenager thing. A teenager doesn't think about the future. But I started this story, and the, the, all that the Bible teachers are saying, Esau and Jacob, they were 60 years old. 60 years old when they made the deal. And that means a lot of people, they think, when we're growing up, we're getting more mature in terms of God, but age has nothing to do with maturity. I want to read here in Genesis chapter 27. The boy grew up. The boy grew up. That means we're getting older from year to year. That's actually a no-brainer. From year to year getting older, right? But they grew up. That means majority has nothing to do with age. And let's go into these four different people and the four different categories and maybe you'll find yourself in one categories. I put them, I compare them with tomatoes. Because now it's the tomato season. Esau stands for a dry out tomato. A dry out tomato. Dry out means he's not plugged in with the source anymore. Dry out means Esau was a lost oriented. He had so much lust, lust for food. This could be like lust for sex, lust for porn, lust for money. It's just the lust. Do you know how you can overcome the lust in our lives? Very simple. Your vision has to be bigger than the lust. If you're losing the vision, if you're losing the purpose in life, if you're losing the the plans of God in your life, we fall too fast into lust. Because lust is here all the time. And Esau lost the vision. I am the firstborn. That means I have a legacy. That means I got the double blessing, but he lost the vision and he fall into lust. This happened all the time, also in our church. When people fall into lust, it's always because lust gets bigger than the vision. Keep the vision, stir the vision. The vision has to be bigger than the last Jacob, it's like a green tomato. Green tomato, it's not negative. Green tomato just needs time for development. Jacob uh, took 21 years to develop his inner um, relationship with God because in the beginning he fight for his own. In the end of his life, he is understood. God fights for me. Maybe you are green. That means you have time. To grow up, be stronger in terms of Christ. In every good story, there's a mother, right? The mother' name is Rebecca. And a Rebecca is like an un- enjoyable tomato. You cannot eat her. It's like, Bleh. She started very well. She loved God. She honored God. She worshiped God. But she loved Jacob more than Esau. This was actually not the problem. But when Jacob came and said, Mom, I want to deceive Esau, what do you think? She said, I help you because I love you more than Esau. This is unhealthy. You know what I mean? You you give people more options than the rest. This is unhealthy. And Isaac, when he was really old, he's like a very, very nice tomato, an enjoyable tomato you can eat him. When he was a old, he said, I want to give over the blessing. I want to pass over the blessing to my oldest son. And when I bless him, that means I will give everything what I have to him. Here are four stages. Esau, the dry out. Jacob, the green tomato. Rebecca, the un, um, not cool tomato. And the very, very healthy tomato. And now just think for a moment. Which tomato are you? Of course not. Which tomato you want to be? Which tomato are you right now? And here is an amazing Bible verse, actually a shocking Bible verse in Romans chapter nine, verse thirteen. And this Bible verse, I thought when I read it for the first time, I was I was uh, like, what is that? God is saying, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Have you ever known that God hates things? That God doesn't like everything. Why God hates? Esau, it's actually very, very simple. Esau stands for those people, they lost oriented lost driven There are those kinds of people that say, I born the way I am. That's the way I am. If you have a problem, it's your problem. That's the way I am. If you're married, there's a certain things you don't like about your husband. If you say, husband, I don't like the way you eat. That's the way I grew up. If you have a problem, it's your problem. There are people that are stuck in the way they are. They don't give God a chance. The God, the God of signs and miracle, is able to change it. They say, I don't want to change. And God is even not able to change. And Jacob, after 21 years, he changed into a very, very delicious Tomato. And that's why God is saying, as long as you change, as long as you're going forward, I don't have any problem. But Esau sticked. That's the way I am. I'm lost oriented. That's why we have built up a structure in our church. We have came up with the next step. A principle in our church that means in five different areas, we want to develop every year. We, I ask the question in the end of every year, how can I develop in my relationship with God, as a preacher, as a leader, as a father, uh, in terms of giving money, in terms of sport, uh, in terms of reading the Bible? I don't want to be stock still. I want to increase my life until the maximum that God has put inside of me. And I want to ask you the question, which stages are you with? What kind of a tomato are you? Just think for a moment. Point number two, now it's getting very exciting. Caution, blessing killers, beware of unsatisfied appetites that become exaggerated emotions. Worth 30. Quick, let me have some of the red stuff, I'm famished. With other words, he's saying, you know this, my bottle is empty. I'm so empty, whatever it takes, I take it. An empty bottle is always very dangerous, right? We have always empty bottles moments. For example, Friday, you worked five days, you're going home and say, I'm empty. Or you're fasting 21 days, or for example, uh, you have, if you have kids, your man, husband comes home, oh, I'm empty, please take it over. I changed so many diapers. Oh. We have all the time empty bottle moments. Uh, I want to read in verse 31 to 32. Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthday rights. birthright. Look, and I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright? To me, what is the benefits of the birthright when I die right now? And now here comes the the, uh, the point. When does the devil attack us? When comes the devil in our lives and tries to fall us down like Isa? When? When we are strong? Right now when you're sitting in the church, is here a snake? No. Here is the Snake. They ask, "Do you want to have a real snake?" I said, "No, no, no," because the people in, they are scared. Okay, <laughs> I want to explain you something. I learned this about two weeks ago. You know, the devil is a snake, right? He brought Esau to fall. And how does a snake? There's a boa. You know boa boa, the fat snake boa. The devil is like a fat snake boa. A boa goes around the body of an animal, of a, of a human being, and all of a sudden starts to draw like this. Another people think it's so tight a boa breaks you all you know bones. And when your bones are broken, you are dying. It's not ex- exactly the case. Goes like that. We breathe out. And we breathe in, right? Like. When a boar is around the body. And when you breathe out. Look, you breathe in like this. That's good. Look, breathing out is like this. What? When you breathe out, a snake goes tighter. What? Then you breathe out. The breathe out moment is the moment that the snake draws tight. Like. That means in your weakness. That's why the Bible says we have to fill up, like breathe in. The Holy Spirit that the devil is not able to tempt us, to bring us to fall. That means is of a God to breathe in the vision, the destiny, the legacy that God has in the mind. That's why we came to fall. And now let's ask yourself some, some uh, questions about, about the, the, the patterns. How the devil attacks your life and my life. Everybody has a pattern. You ask yourself four profound, amazing questions. When is the temptation? When? When will the devil bring you to fall? When? When I'm put to test the most. On what day of the week? For me, example, it's like the Monday. After I preached on a Sunday, i losing on a Sunday when I preach. The whole day, I'm losing one kilo on a Sunday, You know why? Because I preach with emotion. I sweat here, here, all over. My t-shirt is always wet after preaching because I preach with so much passion, you know what I mean? You see this? My body language. I'm losing one kilo. That means for you, Monday morning, you start working. Monday morning, to for me like... (sighs) Monday. But when you breathe out... (sighs) What? That's the dangerous day in my life, it's the Monday. For you it's maybe the Saturday. Sunday you're here, but Saturday, crucial. Uh, What time? For example, um, three weeks ago we had a movement timeout with about 100 pastors from all over Europe and we preach and teach for three days in a a beautiful uh, resort. In these three days, I was not tempted once. You know why? I was on my sweet spot. I preached and teached, I was so excited. I was breathing out. It was not a problem. Hallenstadion, some weeks ago, on the stage two days, no big deal. The devil was not there because I was on the stage, I preached and teach. You know what I mean? This was not a big deal. The devil is not attending, uh, uh, testing you when you're strong, when you're in the sweet spot. You know what is the problem? Monday I was so excited about the conference. Yeah. Tuesday I said to myself, yeah. Wednesday <sighs> Wednesday I breathed out. <sighs> One week conference. Oh my gosh, I am really tired. And the devil <sighs> The Wednesday was the most difficult moment in my life. The second question comes, where is the temptation? At my place of work? At home? The house of my neighbors? Out in the evenings? On holiday? For me, it's social media. For me, social media, it's my biggest challenge. I want to tell you right now a little bit why is social media challenge for me. But it was the Wednesday after conference. (sighs) Second, social media. The who temptation is as friends, co workers, or many people. In my case, it's social media. Media means everybody. Wednesday after conference, I felt like breathing out (sighs) the snake. Social media is funny because you're always showing you the best picture of your life. Have you ever made a really, really bad cooking? Really ugly that everybody says, Have you ever posed, yeah, I'm such a bad cooker, yeah! No, you cook once a good meal, picture, sent, and everybody believes she or he is an amazing cooker. Or you're going out with your wife in the nice restaurants. Everybody says, you see, he's a good husband. He takes his wife out all over. Yeah, once a year, then you post. Social media, you can trick people amazing. Yesterday, I was hiking with my, with my two boys in the mountain. And people said, wow, you're an amazing father. You're doing so many stuff with your kids. Yes, I post only then when I'm the mountain twice a year. And everybody believes he's a hiker. That's social media. Me, me, me. When after, Wednesday after the conference, when I'm... If I see somebody buys a rat, I say, my gosh, this this guy has a rat. Wow, I don't even have a dog. I get jealous because I am tired of the conference. If you have, um, even your best friend is a cat, I get jealous. Wednesday of the conference, social media, it's not the time for me. I put my, 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 my iPhone on the side for one day. I will not check any social media. Because if I check social media on my Wednesday, like, oh, I feel so small. But my name is bigger. I believe everybody else is doing an amazing life. You know what I mean? And it makes me small. I start to compare. And compare is straight from the devil. That's like, you have to understand when and why and how is the temptation when you're tired, when you're lonely, bored, depressed, stressed, hurt, angry, confused, even successful? When is the moment when you're empty? And when you're empty, that's the moment when the devil attacks you. A good friend teach me something which... I didn't like it in the beginning. He said to me, Leo, the devil has time. The devil checks out your life. He knows exactly your weaknesses, your strength. He will not, never attack you in your strength. He will attack you in your weaknesses. He can even wait for 25 years in your marriage. And after 25 years, he attacks you, brings you some lust, and he has you. I said, but... But, but when I'm 50 years old, I'm too old for that kind of stuff. It's a, a never-ending story. The devil has time. He can wait until he has you on that position. That's the Esau story. He has an amazing legacy. I'm going to close with the last point. Caution, blessing, kills. Beware of the temptation to give up what you want most for what you want now. i want to repeat it again. It's an amazing... Sentences Beware of the temptation to give up what you want most for what you want now. Verse 34 Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank, and he got up and left. So Esau, despite his birthright, this is unreal. You can lose if you fall, give in in a temptation, you can lose your legacy, you can lose. God's plan E in your life. And I have seen so many gifted people, high-quality people, they lost the purpose, they lost the vision because they gave in to the temptation. And there are different areas in our lives where the devil tries to steal our joy, our peace, our anointing. And I want to tell you a story. maybe this story helps you a little bit just to reflect your own life. I don't tell story because of me. Tell a story that you have time to think about your own story. because after the conference, Dr. Robbie Sondrecker was here, a very close friend of mine. He said, hey, Leo, let's, let's do a bike trip around Switzerland." I said, "No no big deal. Let's do that." And we came to a city. I don't want to mention the name, what kind of a city. And we have to find a bike parking slot, but we could not find any bike parking slot. And if you have a bike, you can park your bike all over. That's why you have a bike. I parked my bike in, in somewhere, and an old lady comes. I say, says, hey, this is not a parking slot. And I thought in my mind... Yes, lady, you have no clue. That's why I have a bike. Bike is two reasons. You can park wherever you want. And second, if is there is traffic, you pass the traffic. That's why you have a bike. Stupid girl. That's what I thought. Because I was tired after conference and this negative feedback, it's typical Swiss feedback. Yeah, this isn't a parking bike. I smiled like my mom teaches: Just smile when you're angry. I smiled at her. She left. And when I saw around the corner, she's not there anymore. I biked my car. She came back, I said, sir, I told you, this is not a parking slot for a bike, and I will not move from here until you go away. And I asked you, lady, is this your parking slot? She said, no, but I will not move, it's not forbidden. And inside of me, I'm a Swiss guy, I was emotional, I started to cook. I said, calm down, Leo, it's just a woman. Calm down! It's just bike. Calm down! It was real like this. I smiled. I want to honor people because honoring is very important. Even if it's not okay, and I drove away with the bike. Then a young guy comes with a helmet and with with some uh, bike clothes, and I knew this guy can help me out. Where's the bike parking slot? Ask. Do you know where's the bike park? He said, No. I have no clue. In that moment, I thought, here is a weird lady, here's a guy with a helmet, and there's not even any clue where's the parking slot for a bike. I was exploding one flipping second because it's after the conference. The snake, like, and really, it was like I had all the words on my lips not holy words, not church words, just emotional words, if all amazing sentences. And in that moment, I was ready to shoot. He said to me, thank you. I said, thank you. For what? You preached in Hanover, Germany at Willow Creek's conference, and I heard you, you were outstanding. (laughs) I put my tongue in. I felt so small. I was so glad that I said nothing. And there was a moment where the devil just attacked me. And I'm not so young anymore, but something, Leo, just calm down. It's just a parking slot for a bike. It's just a lady. She has some issues in her life. That's why she used me to blame. And that's why what I mean... You have to understand what, when and where does the devil attack you. It's just a bike story. But the devil, it's not stupid. He knows exactly when and where he can bring us to fall. That's the story of Esau, the first birthright, the double blessing for one meal. When the, when the snake is tight, you have no blood in your brain anymore. Like all the blood is not here. Give me something to eat. And I want to close, almost close, in Hebrew chapter 12, verse 17. And this is an amazing Bible verse. When I read it, this is heartbreaking Bible verse. After, as you know, when Esau wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he thought that the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. Pause for a moment. This is a heartbreaking Bible verse. He realized, later, I made an amazing mistake. In the Bible, just literally, if you just be correct, it should be written in the Bible, I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Esau. I am the God of Abraham, and I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Esau. This was the legacy in Esau's life. You are in a line from blessing to blessing, from glory to glory, from family to family. The name Esau should be put as a role model of faith, right? Just think for a moment, why is the name Esau not in the Bible mentioned? He fell into lust. He was tempted and he gave up. Because his lust was bigger than the vision, than the legacy, than the calling of God. You can lose your vision, your calling, everything when the lust is bigger. And I said to God, God, I cannot, I cannot close a message like this to say, dear church, don't lose the legacy. I don't like to end like that. And I prayed for three days, said, God, give me, give me an insight. This is the Old Testament or New Testament. God remind me about an amazing story. It's almost similar to Esau and Jacob. There was a guy, the firstborn. Jesus in heaven, he was the firstborn. God sent the firstborn on planet Earth. In the weakest moment, Jesus was fasting for forty days in the wilderness. The devil, the snake, came to Jesus, and Jesus. If you bow down, if you bow down and if you worship me, I give you everything, the whole world, the whole riches, everything. But give me your firstborn right. If you give it to me, you can have everything. The same story like Esau and Jacob was a deal. Jesus was hungry. He was weak. He was like... (gasps) But why Jesus didn't say yes? His vision was bigger than the circumstances. His vision was bigger than the lust. His vision was bigger than the hunger. He said, no, devil, I have a legacy. Even if I have to die on the cross, I have a purpose, I have a calling, and I will not give my firstborn rights to you because I have everything. My Father God fights for you. This is not a good deal. And Jesus conquered that moment. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 29, this is an amazing Bible verse, gives us hope for everybody in every circumstances, for those God foreknown He also presented it to be comfort to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Jesus saying here, if you follow me, even if you fall down, sometimes if you give into sin, into temptation, I will be your firstborn forever and ever and ever. In the Old Testament, it was over. You sinned, you get sick. You sinned, you had a big problem. But Jesus said, I came to forgive, renew, restore, anoint, redeem. The firstborn right can be given it can be also given gave it away, given away but can also be transformed jesus transformed the birthright to you and me and just pause for a moment that means everything that god belongs belongs to you and me we are children of the most high god all the riches and all the glories of heaven is transformed into you and me despite our lifestyle, our circumstances. And when I say to you, Jesus, overcome the temptation to be a blessing for you and me. I don't know which stage you are, but with Jesus, we have the firstborn in us. We are blessed by God Almighty more than you ever can imagine or think.